the nature of your emergency. Welcome back to the Tactical Living Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Walton, joined by Detective Walton. Clint, how are you? I'm good. I have a question for you. I have an answer. Do you think that you're too comfortable being a husband? Sometimes I do get overcomfortable with it. What makes you say that? Because I think I I think we all get complacent with our standard of living and and we don't strive to be better or to surprise or anything like that. Yeah, you use the word comfortable, and I think that that's, that's exactly right. We had Valentine's Day last month, and so there was a lot of conversation around the topic of relationships of, and love in our police, fire, military, and families Facebook group. And that's one of the reasons why I wanted to talk about whether or not you're too comfortable being a husband or a wife. So just sit back, relax, and enjoy today's content. Now, in one of the discussions that I was having with two females inside of our group, the three of us were, were talking back and forth almost as though it were a chat because we were all online at the same time. And we were talking about needing to do something for ourselves. And I, I think something I had posted was a, a tip on dating ourselves. And I tagged you, Clint. And I said something like, sorry, Clint, I'm going on a date. Mm-hmm. And then in the post, I was talking about the importance of taking ourselves out on a date. And that discussion led to the discussion with these two other females where we were talking about ways to pour into ourselves. And one thing that I made mention of, there was a myriad of things that I listed, but one of the top things and most important things that I listed was being able to take a a vacation, so to speak, or to have some time to where you exit your, your normal routine, right? You go away somewhere. And the reason why this isn't so important, I've talked about this before, for me personally, is because it gives me a chance to learn how to do things on my own, and then to not be reliant on Clint for the things that I oftentimes take for granted. This is going to sound so minute, but this is a perfect example of things that I'm currently working on growing through. And for me, I drove my car all the way out to Walmart and I don't ever drive my car all the way out to Walmart. Number one, my car doesn't exactly fit the profile of one that you would see parked in Walmart. Number two, I don't like venturing out that far away from our house Number three, why the fuck would I drive my car all the way out to Walmart when I'm signed up for Walmart Plus and I get everything delivered to my house? Well, there's a reason for that. When Valentine's Day happened, there were these Mexican candies that Clint had gotten from Walmart. And it was like a like a dulce. It was like some kind of powdered milk candy. And it was like caramely. It was like fudge and caramel and just it was so good. And we both really liked it. And so with Clint's Valentine's Day gift, I wanted to get him some more of those. So I had to. I looked them up online. I couldn't find them online. And so I had to go there to get them. Now, typically, we will take Clint's big, durable truck that nobody's going to hit or accidentally, you know, ding. Not that we don't care about it, but it's like a ranch truck. So, you know, and typically Clint will drive there and 
I don't have to worry about where to park. I don't have to worry about where did I park. I don't have to worry about, you know, walking into a store by myself and all the people that talk to me. Like, I don't have to worry about any of that stuff because it's, you know, you're so accustomed to this secure unit of a couple, right? That it's just, it. you don't even think about it. And so that is so small. I know how silly that sounds. But for all of those reasons that I listed, that's something that I'm working on. So with intention to do, and in this same conversation I was having with these two females, I was talking about all of the times that, you know, it started off to where I had gone up to a local cabin. Then I started going to conferences on my own and having to learn how to get on an airplane by myself, having to go through TSA without following Clint's lead having to figure out how to get my baggage. I know how simple all of those things sound, but those are things that I am always unknowingly reliant upon Clint for because there are tendencies that start to develop within a marriage, especially when you've been married so long. And for the past like five years or so, I've started to see some things that are truly unhealthy when you don't, you don't have the comfort, the accolades, or even the desire to do those things on your own. And I was explaining this to these two females and they were they were so surprised and they were encouraged to be able to do something like this themselves and to, you know, find something of meaning. And maybe there's something for you as you listen to this that perhaps you're more in tune with. Maybe you have more of a passion or a drive for that your spouse, they support you, but perhaps they don't have that same kind of fire lit under their ass. That's a great opportunity to go and do something for yourself. And to make it an open dialogue, an open conversation. I don't like not talk to Clint when I'm gone. And the other side of that is that there's so much that I do for you, Clint, that either goes unnoticed or you're comfortable with or, you know, that I I voluntarily do. Like another example of something you do for me is like making my coffee in the morning, right? You like to do that. And I like to drink a cup of Cuppy, I like to drink a cup of coffee that has your love in it when you give it to me in the morning. And so when that doesn't happen, something feels like it's missing for the both of us. Mm-hmm. And yet me being gone, you don't have to do that for me. And then there oh, are many things that but I do. I still create a bring an extra cup there. I'm just alone. And I just uh, sits there. You better not say that. <laughs> No. Say you're joking. I'm joking. (laughs) (laughs) That would be so sad. I know, but But, I miss you. (laughs) You know, like like cooking for you, cleaning for you, Mm -hmm. doing your clothes, like the hort, like everything that I do routinely. Mm -hmm. Then it gives you an opportunity to do them too, and then to oh, this is what Ashley does, you Mm -hmm. know, or to identify what Ashley does, and then to also have some time for yourself. And I think that every relationship, we need this in the dynamics of our relationship because, you know, in the beginning here, Clint, you said sometimes we become comfortable in our relationships. And I don't think we take enough time to start to notice the things that we become comfortable about. And by having some of that distance and time away, it not only allows us to better focus on those things as it pertains to our relationship, but I think most importantly, the things that pertain to us as individuals. One thing I've noticed too, so for me personally, like recently I had to take a, a trip for work to uh, a, another state and it was a ways away and, and kind of the same concept of what Ashley's talking about 
is I, I mean, I'm accustomed to going through TSA doing all that. stuff. that's not a problem for me, but where I notice I lack in decision-making when it comes to food, when it comes to drinks, when it comes to, I, I just, when Ashley and I are together, I just, I don't care. And so I say, pick something that you think I'll like, or, or you decide where we're eating for dinner. Well, when I'm by myself, I don't have her there to make those decisions or to just to have someone to lean on to, to, to make those decisions. I have to make that myself. Typically, instead of challenging ourselves and saying, I want to go outside my comfort zone, I want to go try something new. You just stick to what you know, or oh, I actually got this for me. I'm going to get that, you know, and, and that's another thing. And on the other side of that spectrum is when you're out doing that stuff, like it's easy where you can go and sit in your hotel room and just sit there and watch TV and do absolutely nothing. But then you're still going to have to make those decisions for yourself about, okay, what am I going to eat for breakfast? What, what is it? What juice do I want? What do I want? Waffles? Do I want eggs? Like it, and it sounds really, really funny, but the reality is, is those simple decisions. If you don't have someone there with you to almost guide you, because how many of us go through a buffet line of, of food and you follow your spouse? Like, oh yeah, that sounds good. After they grab something like it's, it's, and really it's just making it simpler. So you don't have to make that decision for yourself. A lot of things too. It's like going through that buffet and like, Oh, Ashley's getting like a salad and putting a shit ton of hard boiled egg on it. And so I guess I should probably do that too. <laughs> exactly. It's there. You don't have that little angel on your shoulder when you're on your own saying, <laughs> yeah, you should eat better. Instead you go get go those. To the dessert. Exactly. <laughs> you get those cakes and cookies and gravy fries and all that. Type yeah. Of and stuff. it's, it's not like a micromanaging thing, Mm-mm. but I think too, my, my level of knowledge when it comes to the things that I, I know that you should be eating too it, it helps you for me to be supportive of that. And that's why like, you don't ever worry about like meal prep. And like, if you take your lunch, like you're not, you're not making your lunch when you take your lunch, (laughs) you know? So those are the types of things I know how small they sound, but if we were to stop in to picture, you know, what if we didn't have them in our lives for whatever reason, like, what are the things that they, they do? How do they support us right now? And what roles do they play that I might be taking for granted? And we talked about hedonic adaptation in a previous episode. And I think this is a perfect example of hedonic adaptation when we become so comfortable in our relationships that, you know, Clinton or myself are this bright, new, shiny object anymore. But by having reasons to be able to reflect on the, the ways that we are appreciative of our spouses, then it helps us to be more thankful for all that they are, and then also to be able to practice some things that we've been taking for granted in a way that we we don't necessarily, like, I don't not want Clint to make my coffee in the morning. I like that he makes my coffee in the morning. But by having to do that for myself, at least I'm getting a taste of of that. And in the in the same sense for you, Clint, like having to wash something or, you know, like whatever the, the thing is, at least you would have a taste of some of some of those things. And I think that's important in what helps in terms of sustain sustainability. 
So I hope you've gotten some value out of today's episode. If you have, do us a favor, drop a review, subscribe down below. And as always, know that I'm sending you a long, tight hug from my home to yours.